Those contractors who have a lot of recurring revenue, i.e. maintenance agreements, always do better than those who don't. And those who have both a very strong service business and a very strong replacement business, whether it is, it is residential or commercial, do better than those who are in RNC. Uh, one of the things I, I asked my grandfather once a long time ago about you know, his ideas about business up and down and stuff like that. And, and one of the things he said is, is, I choose not to participate in a recession. Well, thank you. We're, we're extremely excited. Um, I think we have a great conversation today. I just want to put a little perspective on it for our listeners and viewers. And we're gonna just go take a little trip down memory lane as painful as it might be. But you know, I'm guessing two years ago at about this time, you know, I think all of us I would venture to guess that, you know, we're probably doing the same thing a zoom call somewhere or training uh, or video session of some sort just because we weren't traveling. Um, and we were working from home. Um, and at that time, you know, we had many worries. We, we, we all did. And, and, and the health and safety of, uh, you know, our, our loved ones, our family and friends was at, our, was at the primary, you know, at the forefront of our minds, of course. But from a business sense, um, you know, the business standpoint, it was a strange time for all of us too, right? In many ways. But for contractors, you know, for lucky for us, they were, most of them were deemed essential, essential trade. So they were able to work through it. And that actually many of them uh, did okay. And, and some of them actually thrived. You know, they figured out new ways to do business. You know, they figured out suppliers that helped that, and even the suppliers found ways to stay open during distri distribution um, during this, you know, during that, during the shutdown. And really early on, it's kind of interesting, you know, when we thought of supply chain issues back then, I don't even think the term was out that early, but there were supply chain issues. We were thinking, you know, not having enough toilet paper and hand sanitizer, right? And then, and then lo and behold, as time went on, <clears throat> it hit our beloved industry. Yep. You know, um, and many HVAC contractors got through it and did fine. Um, some, like I said before, not only survived, but actually thrived. And there seemingly at the end of the, at the end of the light or the end of the tunnel, there was a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, everything started reopening here just as, as, you know, as early as this past year, early this year, um, there was a light and then all of a sudden, boom. You know, fast forward to today, we're looking at historic inflation, historic gas prices, lingering supply chain issues, you know, struggling stock market, <clears throat> labor difficulties in many different ways, too. So here we are again in stressful times, <laughs> to say the least, right, Ken? I mean, this, this conversation. <clears throat> yes, no, absolutely. And so what I love about this, though, is this. The genius behind today's call, I think, is just the timeliness of it, um, to bring these guys together to talk about things like inflation, to talk about, uh, we're not going to use the R word, but uh, economic softening uh, uh, avoidance, we'll call it. How about that? There are things that we can do. There are things we can talk about, but you don't want to be talking about them while it's happening. The smart time to talk about it is ahead of that curve. So just, you know, my two cents right now is that this is a very, very timely discussion and I'm really glad we're having it. Yep. So here we are. Here we are. Um, I'm going to start with a higher level question for, for, for David and Ruth primarily, you know, is, is it really possible to quote unquote recession proof our business in, you know, in an overall strategy? 
you know, and the second part of that question is, you know, is there an, is there, is there an offensive position or defensive position contractors should be taking? What do you think? Ruth, I'll start with you. You do both offense and defense. I have, and I'm sure David will agree with this because we've been through enough our words of recession. Okay. <clears throat> Those contractors who have a lot of recurring revenue, i.e. maintenance agreements, always do better than those who don't. And those who have both a very strong service business and a very strong replacement business, whether it is, it is residential or commercial, do better than those who are in RNC. So, I mean, that is what I've seen over four, you know, 35 plus years in this industry is that, can you recession proof? No, but you can change your marketing messages to do you know, messaging around saving money, which can be happening about more comfort in their homes, providing quality and those types of things rather than the normal things that we see right now. So David, what do you think? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, my, uh, my tenure in the industry, I guess you could say is my whole life because my grandfather was in it, my dad was in it and, uh, and I got in it and still in it. And uh, one of the things I, I asked my grandfather once a long time ago about, you know, his ideas about business up and down and stuff like that. And, and one of the things he said is, is I choose not to participate in a recession. I love it. And I'm like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you choose not? I mean, how do you choose not? He says, he said, in my mind, recession is a frame of mind. It's a mindset thing. And you can either participate or you can choose not to, you know, and, he's, and, and, and he says, you know, they talk about inflation, you talk about all these different things. When I think about inflation, I think about this little soccer ball that needs a needle in it and a pump so I can pump it up for my little granddaughter, right? Because she needs a soccer ball, right? Um, so inflation here, I want to inflate a ball, but I'm not going to worry about what's going on in the economy. I just have to be a smart contractor and charge accordingly. So if my costs are going up, Obviously, I've got to charge accordingly because my costs go up, then likewise, so should my price go up. But to your point, Ruth, absolutely focusing on energy savings, cost avoidance in any way is a good thing. And, and I can tell you from experience, you know, being, being in this thing for, well, I guess, 64 years almost, um, seeing plenty of ups and downs in the business cycle, no doubt about it. And in our, in our case, because of the strength of learning things from, you know, our mentor and friend, Ron Smith and the power of maintenance agreements. We were, we were blessed to have 3,500 maintenance agreements that kept us bouncing nicely through the ups and downs of, of the economy for, for a lot of, a lot of years that we owned the family heating and air business. So I'm all for it, man. Maintenance agreements are the key for me. They smoothed out the ride and uh, we were, we were, we were happy to get through all these ups and downs and just not participate in the mindset of recession. I yeah, love that. I, I agree. I mean, it's, you've got to look at it and, you know, keep going where you want to go for your goals, keep going where you want to go. And, and, you know, I don't even watch the media anymore. I mean, I, I call CNN crisis news network. I mean, yeah. it's just like yeah. one bad thing after another. Yeah. It's like, why would you start your day with that? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like put on something positive, you know, and, and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, David's right. You know, it's um, if you are totally weather dependent, i.e. you don't have enough maintenance agreements, then yes, you're going to have the ups and downs. But I yeah. think 
you know, what we've seen, I've seen with my clients over the past, you know, both of us have gray hair, um, is that we lose, at most, we've lost 5% of our maintenance base. And it always gets made up. So, I mean, if David had 3,500 maintenance agreements, you know, um, 5% of that's 175, whoopee. You know, it's not a big deal. And yes, right. you do get them back. Right. So, you know, it's like the other 3,500 minus 175 is 3,325. Keep the business going in good times and bad. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly yep. right. And that 3,500, by the way, was in 1998. <laughs> so if we still were going, it'd be more like 10,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah.